it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, we've got some teams changing cities, uh, a potential release date for the first event of the CDL season, some Overwatch League talks that could have some implications on the CDL season, uh, as well as some more leaks for upcoming CODs. It's kind of crazy. We already have leaks for the CODs coming after MW3, and we haven't even had the beta yet. So we got some stuff like that to talk about. We're going to talk some X Defiant, and then maybe talk a little bit of football at the end briefly. Probably going to be a shorter episode today as they are in the offseason, but if you guys enjoy this one, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. If you're on the audio platforms, drop a follow, drop a five-star review. Uh, we had some pretty good interaction on the last uh, podcast, which... You know, comes and goes in the off season. It's it's tough. A lot of times you don't have a lot of interaction, but we had a lot of you guys commenting down below. Um, we appreciate all the comments, appreciate all the interaction, appreciate all the banter. So we we, we thank you guys for watching. And without further ado, let's jump into this one. Brock, how you doing today after that Falcons Falcons win on Sunday? Big W. You know, I'll take any W I can get with the Falcons. But these one days, undefeated, Thanks. undefeated. Let's not play another game rest of the season. Yeah, but and other than that, um, it is a pretty gloomy day out. Not, yeah, rainy. Not rainy. Not too warm out. You know, the usual September stuff feels like. But you know, overall, pretty good. It's like football was designed to be in this part of the year for us in this part of the country because the weather starts to get cold and mm-hmm. rainy, and we all start to get sad because of the weather. But they disguise it with football and just shove it in our face. Yep, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Speaking of football, this is a weird transition, but uh, London moved to Carolina and have like a Panthers type color scheme kind of going on. Um, Somewhat similar to that, but London Royal Ravens moved to Carolina uh, and are rebranded, if you want to call it a rebrand, as the Carolina Royal Ravens. Um, I guess I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. I mean, my initial thoughts is I think Carolina, like the Carolinas having a team, it's I think... in the United States wise, it's a cool place. Um, East coast. Uh, I feel like a place that doesn't get talked about a lot in terms of markets. Like when you think East coast, think of like New York, um, mostly on that side of, of the country, but like Carolina is, you know, I feel like an underrated market. I've visited South Carolina. I really enjoyed my time there. And, um, they're not even really that big when it comes to sports teams. Like the Hornets aren't really a long-term successful team. The Panthers haven't really been around for that long. Um, yeah. So even in major sports markets, they're a little bit untapped, but I think it's not a bad spot. Uh, it would be a very cool spot for an event because I don't know if they technically mean being Carolina. They could throw an event in North Carolina, South Carolina. I think I didn't. Did they say where they're based? I can't remember. Um, I would guess I something like Charlotte. So North Carolina, but yeah, I would probably say that as well. But um, either way, you could host an event probably in either state and get away with it. Yeah. Also, I feel like a lot of new people will pick up on call of duty there if they haven't already yeah i mean to my knowledge i don't think we've really had many events in like i don't really remember ever hearing about an mlg charlotte i'm sure there was like a umg or uh an mlg sometime there but it's not one that you hear about like uh your anaheims your dallas those kind of cities yeah um i guess my thoughts are 
I, I guess I like the move. But also at the same time, I would hate to see the EU when the Royal Ravens go. Yeah. I wish, wish they could done a lot better with the EU side. Which is yeah, a that's... My thoughts are like, if we're just strictly looking at where they went in the US, I, I like the location. But overall, yeah, the move is extremely, extremely, extremely bad in my opinion. I guess I get why they wanted to do it. Maybe they didn't think it was feasible. I mean, it's not feasible to have a team in play from London and like live in London because obviously online would just be hell. Um, yeah. Which maybe they thought they could have done, which I mean, the league, you know, they initially thought it was going to be a traveling circus where they went to a different spot every weekend, um, which obviously mm-hmm. doesn't exactly work. You can't do that every weekend, but I don't know. I, I hate the move overall because now that means that all of our teams, unless I'm missing something, all of our teams are in North America now because obviously pretty much every single one is in the United States and then you have uh, a team in Toronto, which is still North America, but just a little bit outside the United States there in Canada. So kind of an L if you think about it. I mean, at one point we had two EU teams with Paris mm-hmm. and London. Um, Paris comes over, becomes Vegas. And now all teams are in North America, which uh, in my opinion is a huge L. I would love to see the EU represented because one thing it always did is even if the team wasn't great, at least pretty much London stuck to the mold of having mostly, if not all, EU players and a lot of times most times UK players. Yeah. That representation from the, the the UK and EU as a whole is just so important in Call of Duty. It's been in our ecosystem for so long and there's so many crazy fans there, which we'll talk about in a second. But the other thing about this move that makes no sense is why are they the Royal Ravens? But in Carolina, like <laughs> they should have rebranded like the mascot, the team logo. I thought yeah. I what did I hear something? Is Charlotte like nicknamed the Queen City? I heard something about that. If it's that, Maybe it wasn't Charlotte. I thought I had never heard of that. I mean, I'm also from the Midwest and not um, from anywhere near the Carolinas, so it could be something I just never heard because it isn't talked about that much outside that area. Yeah. Um, they said, uh, you know, basically slap on Carolina in front of London. Good to good to go. <laughs> Change yeah. the colors, came up. We're good. I I guess maybe that's the connection they're going to try to draw an extremely. Extremely weak connection, but I guess Charlotte is nicknamed the Queen City. Um, okay. She was in in honor of Charlotte of Mecklenburg Strelitz. I might be saying that completely wrong. The Queen Consort of British King George III during the time of the city uh, city's founding. So um, they're really maybe stretching that out. We can still call them royal because it's the Queen City. Yep. Um, maybe stretching that, but either way, the Royal Ravens just makes so much more sense for. Um a UK or a London based team. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really make it. Even if you want to say that Charlotte is the queen city, I, I bet you there's not a, a ton of people. Obviously I'm sure a lot of people in the U S know that, but it doesn't make nearly as much sense as it does for a London based team. They should have easily rebranded. I saw a lot of people saying they should have named themselves the Carolina Reapers. While that would have been funny. I'm sure that's probably trademarked. Yeah. I was. <laughs> would be kind of a cool name if they could somehow get it, but I, I don't think it was possible, but really anything like they could have came up with their own unique name. Something that I had to tie to the Carolinas. It just makes no sense. Maybe they'll rebrand after a year or something. Maybe they couldn't get it done in time. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, short, short staff, short time for now. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, I guess the one positive is I don't know if new ownership came with this or like what comes of the move, but maybe they can infuse a little bit more money into yeah. their project or something because obviously when they were in London, they weren't spending a lot of money. I don't think ownership changes though, so I don't see why. The it influx would. of cash would change, but who knows? Maybe maybe they worked around with financials and um, 
I guess I think most of their staff probably just works from wherever. So I don't think it would be like cheaper cost of office space or anything. Like I, I can't see how they would save money or spend more money, but um, yeah, just a weird rebrand overall. Happy to see a team in the Carolinas because I think it's a cool place. But overall, I think it's a, a net negative because losing our EU and um, our EU representative as a whole is terrible in my opinion. Yeah. Can lose a lot of fans too, most likely. Yeah, I mean, the other study I saw that I wanted to mention with this was I didn't exactly look too much into the study and see how reliable it was, but it was a new study that Jacob Hale posted and it showed that uh, 25% of esports followers in the UK watch COD, which made it the most popular esport in the country, just beating out CSGO at 23%, which obviously we know as a whole CSGO much more popular than Call of Duty mm-hmm. um, throughout the entire world. But a new study shows that uh, it's COD is the most popular in the UK, which I'm sure there's a lot of people over in the UK that are going to continue to watch COD and are still big fans of the CDL. But, you know, maybe some of them were really mostly interested in their UK team and their London Royal Ravens team, and they watch for them and aren't going to be as interested, won't tune in as much, won't want to keep up as much because they don't have their specific representation. But sure, we're going to still see a lot, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little dip in those numbers. And I feel for those people. Um, yeah. Those UK people are loyal, loyal fans because they're staying up terrible hours. Obviously, the streams aren't ideal hours for them. And they stay up and watch it. And now we reward them um, by ripping away their team. Oh, great on us. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just one other thing, one thing I was going to say is this. A lot, of people, a lot of pros say that their favorite event was the London event from like yeah. 2019. And you and I had always talked about how like you know, in the future, we're pretty young now when we're a little bit more stable and ready to take a, a nice long trip to London. Obviously, if we wanted to go to a COD event in like London or at the time when Paris was a thing, we wouldn't just want to go for the weekend like we do for an event now. Like now, if it's the events Thursday to Sunday, we usually leave, get in on Wednesday, spend the night doing something in the city and then usually leave on like that Monday or Tuesday after. So we get like another full day to explore the city on each end. But obviously, we wouldn't just want to go for a, a long weekend if we were going across the sea. To London or Paris, we'd want to go for like a week and a half, two week long vacation with a CDL event in between to go experience that overseas. And the destination we always talked about was London, because I mean, mm-hmm. it'd be an incredible place. First of all, even if there wasn't a COD event, I'd love to go to London and just visit and check out the city. I went to Europe for two weeks, which was pretty much all France. And it was like two of the greatest weeks of my life. So I'd love to go visit London again, COD event or not. But let's be honest with how cool everybody says the COD events are over there to go visit London for a week and a half. And then at the end of it, just check out the COD event for the weekend would be extremely fun. Uh, yep. But how, who knows if we'll ever be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully another team comes in somewhat soon or in the near future. Yeah. Hopefully in an ideal world, we get uh, four teams of expansion and one of them takes, uh, takes their home in London. Maybe heretics moves over to Spain. A uh, team can take over the Florida spot. But as we know with the state of esports, uh currently it doesn't seem like expansions coming anytime soon. Yeah, unfortunately, but not anytime soon. Yeah, <laughs> but sad news overall for our EU fans. And I know yep. in our analytics, it always says we have a ton of UK listeners specifically. So I'm feeling for you guys right now. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. CDL event potentially leaked here, Brock. Um, apparently, they're planning, this isn't confirmed, but planning to host an event at DreamHack Atlanta, which is December 15th uh, to the 17th. So interesting there apparently uh, that's the home of the cod mobile world championship that weekend i read um and it's believed to be a kickoff event as of now they think it's going to be a kickoff event um ahead of the season actually kicking off in january so similar to what we saw in like uh vanguard 
where yep. they had like the kickoff event that was like for fun and I think for a little cash, but not for any actual like CDL points or standings uh, just to get the season started, which I don't hate. I mean, I think we'll do anything to get some earlier content so we don't have to have this lull of dry off season content. I think you and I especially will do anything to be able to watch and predict yeah. and talk about some COD rather than mm-hmm. have this dry off season. Um, but yeah, it hey. could be something exciting. Could signal maybe a change coming in events if they're willing to host it at a, a DreamHack event where other esports are going to be taking place. Yeah, that'd be dope. But yeah. It could be more like an old MLG event. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Have like Halo and all that other stuff too. Yeah. How it used to be. Which is, Man. I mean, that's old, old times. That's even, like, that's pre- when you and I really heavily started watching. Yeah. I was trying to go down to like one of those if I was into the, the esports at that time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were pretty young when that was happening. Um, because yeah. that was like BO2 and before, really. Yeah. Uh, so we were pretty young when that was happening, obviously, because we were like elementary to middle school when BO2 was. But yeah, if that stuff kind of, if that stuff comes back and we have like an event where they're doing like Halo COD and like CS together. Uh, yeah, that would be the no- that would instantly go to the number one event on my list. Uh, I would rather even go to that than champs probably one year just to experience something like that. Yeah, that'd be so cool to go to. Yeah, just walk over. And I'm not really never really played CS, never really watched it. But I mean, if COD had a break, Halo had a break, I'm walking over to CS to check out a match. I'm sure it's going to have probably the biggest uh, group of fans mm-hmm. and going to be electric over there because obviously there's so much history with that esport. Yeah, definitely. But what I was gonna say for the kickoff event was just like it's just good to see like how the players, if the teams players play just before the actual season starts, if they need a change and all that. That's a game. that's a really good point. I mean, I didn't even really think of that, but that's a good point. With like, it's a good trial period with no consequences for your team. Like something has been working for you in practice because obviously up to that point with the game released in November, they'll have had a few weeks of practice at least, uh, mm-hmm. like scrimming the maps, figuring out the map set. But that's a good point. Like if if they go to the kickoff event and they're like, man, our hard point's really struggling and they go and they get absolutely smoked at hard point in the kickoff event and one player has been really weak on line and he continues to be really weak on land. It's like a preseason trial period where you can be like, okay, this guy struggled online. He's also struggling on land. We're not getting any better. Like, can we make a roster change? It gives you like a way to test out your roster before the points actually mean something. Yeah. Like if you're really, really struggling now, obviously it'd be weird to see a team make a change before any official matches even happen, but if you're just getting dominated, maybe you know you could realize, hey, this guy's not going to work this year, and you can make roster changes. That's that's a good point. You can really trial things and kind of be like a, a roster testing period for that tournament. Yeah. Well, what do I feel like? I swear, didn't they do that to Neptune on New York Subliners and Vanguard? No, they. No, he mm. played at least major one. Unless I'm remembering it wrong, I'm pretty sure he he got dropped very early, but he played at least major one, I believe. Okay, that's why I thought. I know he got dropped super early. No, because New York did decent at the kickoff event. I'm pretty sure that was like the one time that team did anything. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, I know Toronto like won, won the event. I'm gonna look up Vanguard kickoff classic because yeah, Toronto did, and I they beat Seattle right. But I swear, I so. New York placement wise, yeah, New York uh, got top four. Okay, so I'm just totally wrong there. <laughs> yeah, they. Like, I remember that was like the one time, like coming out of it, people were like, okay, New York's decent because yeah, the it was Toronto, then Surge, and then the the three slash four was Subliners and Thieves. Um, then the top eight teams were uh, Phase Rocker, Optic in Florida, and then the bottom four that got double first or first rounded at least was London, 
um, Breach, Paris, and LAG. Okay. So yeah, okay. uh, apparently New York Subliners got T4. They, uh, let's see, what did they even do? They 3-2'd Boston in round one, then they 3-0'd Minnesota, and then lost 3-1 to Seattle, and it was just single elimination. So, Oh yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, so I guess they did pretty well in that event, and it was not a sign of things to come, because obviously that did not go very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, could be a, a trial period, like you mentioned. That's a, that's a good shout-out. Yep. Um, Overwatch League? in talks with uh, eSports third-party organizers to see what the future looks like. I think it said something about them being in talks with like ESL Face It. I didn't really vet the article completely, but from what I got from it in the comments and everything, um, sounds like they're talking to like this ESL group, which would basically be like an MLG where they would facilitate events for Call of Duty back in the day. Um, I don't yeah. know if it's immediately for this season or like if Overwatch League's running for a one-more-year franchise and then maybe going to this model, but... Seems like something the CDL could be looking into too, since they're running an event at a dream hack or potentially running in at a dream hack where obviously like the CDL with the franchise model would never consider before yeah. doing anything besides standalone CDL events. Now if they're looking to run it at dream hack, maybe they're also looking into that. And I don't know if this necessarily means like the CDL would blow up and go back to like a CWL style with a third party taking over, or if they're maybe looking to have a, a new third party organization take over setting up events because technically they were doing it already with esports engine mm-hmm. that's a third-party yeah. organizer that was setting up events for them over the past couple of years yeah so maybe like you said that's what they're gonna look into which would be interesting because if they're going away i i know obviously adam apicella the founder of esports engine is not with the company anymore but i mean esports engine has killed it the past couple of years the quality of the online broadcast and everything of the cdl events now to where they started back in MW is significantly better. Yep. And I, I mean, obviously Adam Apicella had a big part in that, but there are also, I don't know how many of those people are left at esports engine. Cause I, I don't know if a bunch of them potentially left after he left or what their organization structure looks like now, but um, Adam Apicella is obviously an absolute goat of that kind of thing, but there are also a lot of very, very good workers over at esports engine that were also helping to make things good. It wasn't just him alone. So I don't mm. know how many of those people are left at esports engine, but I'm assuming there are still a lot of them that really know what they're doing. Um, and I hadn't heard anything about that, maybe leaving, but I, I thought they were still going to be helping set up events, but maybe not. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, this is an interesting topic I want to talk about. Um, so we have only really a couple more things to discuss. Like I said, probably going to be a shorter episode, maybe talk a little football at the end, to just lengthen it out. But um, this is an interesting topic I saw posted by our buddy Jacob Hale, who gives us a lot of content. Uh, and he was asking, uh, what's the most overrated Call of Duty game ever? Uh, he was obviously baiting for some interactions with the pictures he posted uh, to talk about it. He he had COD 4, MW2, Black Ops 2 listed on there, and then MW 2019. Uh, so obviously baiting because a lot of people's favorite game of all time is Black Ops 2. A lot of the, the old heads say COD 4 is the best. Um, obviously, a lot of people also say the OG MW2 is the best. I don't think as many people are saying the new MW2 is the best. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's an interesting topic because obviously to be overrated, it probably already has to be pretty highly rated by the community. And so like for me, I like the first game that came to mind for me was MW19. But I guess it, it depends on what community you're talking to. Because if you're talking to the competitive community, they think MW19 was awful, so it can't really be overrated because a lot of them say it's the worst game ever. 
yeah if you're talking to like the public community i mean shoot our our friend's roommate thinks it's the greatest game of all time so like right. depends mm-hmm. on the community you're talking to i feel like mw19 is kind of an asterisk one because to me if you're talking to like what people th- like pubs people think in like the general community with like Warzone and everything, they think MW19 is one of the greatest games of all time. I'll say it's easily uh, the most overrated because I think it's the worst Call of Duty ever made. Because once again, I'm looking at it mostly from a competitive lens. MW19, yeah. That's, that game to me, that's the worst garbage. game ever made and people love it, so I think it's overrated. But I, I'm trying to think of a different answer of like a game that everybody else thinks is amazing that I'm not in love with. And just because you're saying something's overrated doesn't necessarily mean you think it's bad also. Yeah. I mean, I guess for me, if I like choose between a game, it would probably be Infinite Warfare. Yeah, that, that's a tough one for me though too, because like I feel like people look back on that game with like kind of rose tinted glasses, where they like they talk about it now like it was really good, but I feel like at the time people really didn't like it. So I I thought about that one, but I don't I don't know if I can say that's overrated because I feel like a lot of people at the time criticized it and didn't think it was that good. Yeah, but I see where you're coming from. So I'm not gonna say any of the Black Ops games. See, I actually thought that as much as a, of a bias I admittedly have towards the game, I thought like a decent answer would be Black Ops 1. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think Black Ops 1 was a really good game, and I obviously have a lot of bias because it was like my first COD that I played a ton of. So I absolutely love the game, but like I do feel like when you compare it to a lot of the other Black Ops, it maybe isn't as good. Now, if you're talking game as a whole, I mean, a lot of people love that campaign. The zombies is obviously incredible. Yeah. I was thinking kind of more multiplayer for the overrated question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously Black Ops One is a whole zombies everything incredible game, and I really thought it was good. But compared to the other Black Ops, I could see how you maybe say it's a little overrated when going back and playing it. But once again, it's still a really good game. Yeah, this is a tough question. Maybe uh, Cat Four, but never played it. Yeah, and like I kind of agree. Like when I played uh, a little bit of Cat Four, granted it was after the game was like the new one and its its initial release, I felt like it wasn't as insane as people were talking but also i don't feel like i can give that a fair judgment because once again i was pretty young and i wasn't playing that game Mm -hmm. like off rip so i feel like it's a little unfair of me to say and also i can see how it blew people's mind at the time it came out yeah because of all the things like i mean i imagine like if i was playing cod like two and cod three at the time and then that came out and it was like the first game with the kill streaks and uh, i believe it was maybe the first game with creative class unless i'm tripping but like if it was, you know, first game with creative class killstreaks, like I, can, I can see how people thought, like, oh my god, this is, this game is the best because of how much new stuff it introduced and how much yeah. of a step up it was. I can, I can see how I would also believe that if I was playing it for real at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. I just um, I don't know, and I feel like there's games like World at War, which I feel like isn't that high rated, so it's hard to say it's overrated. I mean, man. I thought your favorite game, I could say MW three. Maybe that's a little overrated, but I feel like that game kind of gets lost by the community a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like there are people that like you got like your scump and people like that that will adamantly say MW3 is the greatest of all time. So there definitely is like a, Kenny. a fandom of people. Yeah, Kenny that say it's the greatest game of all time. And like I liked MW3 a lot, but I don't know that I could say it's overrated because I don't think it's that highly rated. And I like the game, so I don't really think I could say it's overrated. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a game. Obviously, I mean I the can't. recent titles. The recent titles, besides maybe MW19, you can't really say because, I mean, like Cold War, I think is it's really good. I think it's properly rated, and then like, I feel like a lot of people hated Vanguard and MW2, so it's hard to say those are rated because I think in general the community didn't like them. Yeah, 
I might have like, to go with MW19 as a default answer because of how much the public seemed to love that game, and I think it's the worst cut ever made. Man, I'm trying to think. Black Ops 3? Psych, that game was so nope. good. <laughs> Black Ops 3, if uh, you didn't like uh, the advanced movement? <laughs> I guess. But yeah. yeah. I don't know. I I guess my answer would be MW19, but I feel like it's because of lack of another good answer. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the CODs are properly rated. I will say, though, you know, I feel like people sometimes talk about Ghosts like it was some amazing game. And I do think if you're if people that like look back on Ghosts and call it like this all time great competitive game and everything, I do think Ghosts is a little bit overrated. But once again, at the time, I feel like people didn't like Ghosts. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know if that's a valid answer. But the way people talk about Ghosts now and how like amazing it was S&D wise and all that, I do think in that sense, it's a little overrated because I thought Ghosts was just a pretty mid average game. Yeah. Like coming off Black Ops 2, uh, let me tell you, I did not have nearly as much fun playing Ghosts as uh, coming off Black Ops 2 as I thought I would. Mm-hmm. I'll trust Chance on that one since I never played Ghost. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just kind of whatever. S&D was good, but it was kind of whatever overall. And Blitz and Domination being in competitive missed me with that. Yeah. So I guess I'll default my answer to MW19. Yeah, it's it's tough not to as pretty much strictly competitive players to say that because of how much other people love the game and yeah, we definitely did not enjoy it. I'm just reading these comments right here. Black Ops Two, Cut Four, Black Ops Three. The Ghost like, Hope said MW Two, Two Thousand Nine. Yeah, like I, I feel like once again, if MW Two Two Thousand Nine came out today, I feel like people wouldn't like it. But that it, it people loved that game back in the day, and it was good back mm-hmm. in the day. For the um, time period, it was really good. <laughs> yeah, that's how kind of how I feel about COD Four. I see how like. Now I look at it and be like, that's kind of overrated. But I think for the time period, it I understand the people that like played that game and it was brand new and say it's the GOAT game because of mm-hmm. how much it changed. I, like I said, I can imagine my mind being blown when that game came out. I, I wish I would have had that experience because I, I feel like it's hard to say it's overrated because like looking back now compared to some of the features we have, sure. It's like that game didn't have a whole lot, but yep. you got to remember this game was released 15 years ago. So at the time it was like, wow, that this is incredible. Yeah, 15 years ago for that game? Yeah. I'd be. I don't know over that team. Yeah. And shoot, I, that game's probably better than the games we've had the last five years, I'd take it. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to pick, put myself in their shoes at that time period, which is hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Coming from a game with no uh, kill streaks or anything like that, going into that would be insane. And yeah. a lot of people are saying MW2, though, like the OG one. Yeah. I do say that a lot. That's crazy. I mean, BO2 is just faded. Someone just said Black Ops 3 faded. Yeah, because <laughs> Black Ops 3 isn't even that highly rated by the community. People really like it, but like, I would say a lot of people probably don't even put it in their top five CODs. A lot of people uh, enjoy, obviously, like MW2, MW3, Black Ops 2, Black Ops 1, COD 4. Like, people are putting all those OG titles mm-hmm. ahead of like Black Ops 3. And a lot of people rate AW ahead of Black Ops 3 in, in Jetpack games, especially competitive players. A lot, I hear a lot of pro players say they liked a, uh, AW the most. Yeah. I mean, okay, I'm done with this conversation because I just scrolled down and BKX Lounge said Black Ops 2 game was dog water. Yeah. I'm done <laughs> with that one now. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> yeah. So we only have like a couple more things I really want to talk about. One of them, speaking of Black Ops 2, this is a good transition, is apparently COD 2025 could feature a complete set of BO2 remasters similar to the MW2 remasters we're having coming up here in Modern Warfare 3. That was a confusing sentence, but uh, yeah. <laughs> COD 2025. So I think, are they, is 
the coming COD, I know it releases in 23, but I think we're technically calling it COD 2024, right? Mm, I believe so. Or is it, I guess, because I don't know. I, I guess I didn't read into it enough to see, like, are they talking about the next Call of Duty title after MW3? Or is it going to be like this year where we have like a, a set of original maps and then in year two they do the remasters? I guess I don't know. But either way, um, I already I can already picture how they're going to market it. You know, Nuketown 2025 was the Nuketown yep. map in Black Ops 2. And now we're coming back with the, the maps in 2025. Like I can already see how they're going to market it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I mean, in terms of competitive... I, I love me some OW uh OG MW2, but for, for what I've played, BO2 competitive maps wise is superior. So from a competitive standpoint, I love to hear that all the BO2 maps could be coming back because there are a lot of good ones in that game. Pubs and competitive wise. Mm-hmm. Game is just pretty good overall. That's for damn Yeah, you're raiding standoff, obviously, in that in that grouping. Express, um, Yemen Hardpoint, you know, all the all those maps and modes. Yep. Oh man. Fun times. <laughs> yeah. So if that that is the case and we get the good mechanics and movement and health system and create a class system like we always get in Treyarch games, and then you pair with uh Black Ops 2 maps, that's sounding like a pretty good game to me. I'll take that. Yeah. If you want to spawn me into all the Black Ops 2 maps again for a year competitive with just new guns and everything, um once again, you have to look at it in comparison to what we've gotten recently, would I rather have a bunch of terrible maps in, in a new game or or that just suck it up and play some legendary maps with just new guns and stuff? Um, for people that saying that that formula is dumb and lazy, I mean, I get your argument, but also uh, I'd ask you to look at CSGO. Yep. I mean, they've been playing the same maps with small tweaks for 20 years and the game is as thriving as ever and finally just released CS2 after once again 20 years of that game thriving so clearly if you do the right thing with amazing maps and just make small tweaks um year by year month by month games can last a while so why can't we do that with cod yeah especially remaster black ops 4 (laughs) could you imagine (laughs) it'd be awesome and you don't have to remaster the whole game but you can keep it fresh release new guns uh throw in a new map or two to the map pool whatever but like coming out with some solid off the rip competitive maps like you come out with raid standoff express all these maps and you put them in the game off launch but you also make a few original maps and let's say one of the original maps is actually really good okay fine we'll add it to the map pool it's never going to hurt to add extra maps to the map pool makes the vetoes more interesting it makes teams learn more maps and get better at them like if they come out with just the black ops 2 map rotation and then they make an incredible map that works in um, hard point and search and whatever the third game mode is ctf control at the time if it works in all three you think players are going to complain about adding a, an amazing map into the map set nope <laughs> fans are also not going to complain like it, it just bring the game out with a basis of good maps that we know and add the new ones in if the new ones work even better because overall i would rather see new maps played if we can trust them to make good ones but with the way these developers have been lately we simply can't trust them to consistently make good maps as sad as that is Mm-hmm. We cannot, so we'll go back to three master maps for now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last thing to talk about before we maybe touch on some quick couple minutes of football talk, if you want to, is X Defiant likely to release in mid September to mid October, which is a very interesting window from what I've seen. Because obviously, mid September is basically now. I mean, yeah, we're almost to the middle of the month. Like it's it's uh, September 11th right now. Obviously, like roughly the 15th would be the middle of the month with September having 30 days, which is this Friday. That mm-hmm. window would technically open it up, but that is a very large window. Obviously, September 15th all the way to 
you know, the middle of October. It's a pretty large window, obviously about a month long um, for the game to release, but also kind of unfortunate because the MW2 beta or MW3 beta, I'm sorry, is coming up and obviously COD releasing soon. And no matter how much X Defiant wants to release and how much fans they have, obviously, no matter what they do, COD beta is easily going to trumpet in player count and talk because COD is just so big. Yep, COD's just superior. Unfortunate timing for X Defiant to release. Obviously, I know there's a lot of legal hoops they have to go through to be able to release the game. It's not like they just purposely were like, we're not going to release the game until closer to COD comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's yeah. a lot of other stuff to jump through, but unfortunate because obviously I'm, I'm getting a little worried about the health and life of the game if it releases right before COD, because obviously we know um, COD will have more players. That's just a fact, and yeah, probably by a lot. hundred percent. Isn't the beta like the when's the, the beta like the sixth? For... Mm, I'll look it up quick. Cause I don't know the exact dates. I don't remember. At least, at least I think about like the week before the beta. If anything, not after. Or in between uh, October sixth to the tenth for PlayStation users and twelfth to the sixteenth for all PlayStation yeah. Xbox PC. So yeah, if it's mid September to mid October, even if it releases in like the last week of September, that's still only like a week before. Um, COD and like we said, X Defiant could be an objectively better game than mm-hmm. MW three, and the player count will still be dwarfed by COD yep. because it's it's COD, and the following it has is way bigger than X Defiant, obviously. Cod is Cod. It'll yeah. trump any game. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll trump any, especially like console arcade shooters. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a rough time for them to release because obviously if it hits mid-October, anytime between that 6th uh, to 16th where the beta is basically out for every day, except looks like it won't be out on the 11th would be like the only day from the 6th to the 16th that the beta is not out. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that will be rough. Uh, yeah to say the least, for um, for X Defiant. But I'm still looking forward to playing it. I hope by mid-September they mean right at the 15th it drops so we can maybe play it for a few weeks before the COD beta. Because yeah. I enjoyed that game a lot, but once again, as people that create content around COD and the CDL, I, I can't see myself playing it more than COD, which is unfortunate because I did really enjoy playing the game. But who knows? Maybe I'll still play a bunch of it and then just watch COD if MW3 isn't as enjoyable this year. But... Um, I'm wishing them the best because I, I do think the game has good intentions and it was pretty good. So I'm, I'm hoping they're able to have a successful launch. Yeah. Same. I was, I was just hoping it would come out like when they originally said like, midsummer. Or yeah, August. it was supposed to be like maybe a, a summer release. Like I, I was originally, I don't know if this is actually true, but I was thinking like July, August. Yeah. So I have a couple Which, months to play before the game comes out. That'd be nice. Well, and once again, this that in my opinion, at least for the games that I personally play, and maybe some of you feel completely different, but for the games I play, uh, like summertime is like the lull of them. Mm-hmm. Like I've always been like a Madden Ultimate Team player, which comes out. It used to come out in like late August, and it kept moving up, and now it's like late July. So like that game gives me something to play over the summer, but like by like champs time, like usually by like June, COD's getting kind of stale because I grinded rank play for so long that like I'll still play it over the summer but I'm kind of getting burned out of COD for the year Um, and I'm mostly like mainly a COD player and like I guess Valorant's kind of year round but like overall the lull of games and I'm not complaining because it allows me to you know have a lot more free time to do whatever in the summer when it's actually nice in Wisconsin Um, stuff Mm -hmm. but it seems like the lull of the games I play seems like there's a little bit of a, a downtime from like June to September ish. Yeah. 
basically um, right after at least for 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 me for Kyle like right after a couple weeks after champs is over it's like oh, I don't really play yeah. this anymore yeah <laughs> so it used to maybe last to like August when we had champs then but this yeah. year it seems like an extra long lull because like we had champs so much earlier then you kind of lose as much motivation to play like you said but um very very interested to see how X Defiant does and um I am excited if it does come out soon to be able to play that at least up until COD release It'd be fun mm-hmm. if they release a rank play to kind of grind that out a little bit, give me something to play. Yeah. Um, that'd, uh, that'd be enjoyable, for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about something else that's making uh, something enjoyable here in our lives finally back, because both you and I are pretty big sports fans. Obviously, we had our NFL episode with Kyle. Yep. Talk a little week one football if you want before uh, we wrap it up. doesn't have to be too long, but obviously... I don't even think we really talked about this that much in the podcast, but I traveled to Indianapolis with my dad this weekend to watch the the Colts home opener, season opener, and it was an incredible time. Um, the Probably the most energy I felt in Lucas Oil. I usually go to at least one game every year because honestly, it's really like only like a five-hour drive, which um, for a full weekend isn't really that bad when you're going there Friday night and staying for the whole weekend. It's really not a terrible drive. Um, yeah. And it was an electric event obviously i've been to colts games back when i was a younger kid with peyton manning and those were obviously always electric because the colts were so good and barely lost regular season games um even with luck they were always a very good team when he was healthy and it was electric but when anthony richardson was announced obviously this weekend they usually at football games you typically only announce one side of the ball for starting lineups um and it alternates because otherwise it would take forever to announce 22 players so obviously everybody as you could guess they announced the offense um Anthony Richardson came out last, and that is the loudest I've heard Lucas Oil in quite some time, maybe ever. So mm-hmm. it was electric to see him come out, and I was really happy with the game. Obviously, I expect the Colts to win probably four games this year because <laughs> rookie quarterback, rebuilding team, uh, new coach, everything. You expect them to not be too great. All you want to see is the rookie quarterback play well, and he played a lot better than I expected on Sunday. Completed 65% of his passes, had the team with a lead in the fourth quarter, Really didn't make too many mistakes as you expect. I mean, you expect rookie quarterbacks to make a lot of mistakes. He didn't make too many. Maybe took a couple too many hits. He he was bulldozing people over. And uh, obviously, you love to see that. But also at the same time, you don't love to see your quarterback getting smacked around yeah. uh, when he runs. But it was a fun game. I really always enjoy my time in Indy. I think it. any of you out there listening are from Indianapolis or have been to it. I think it's an incredibly underrated city. There's always a lot to do there. The weather was really nice this time of year. It was like 80 and sunny both days we were there. Um, it's a very fun city to visit. So any Colts fans or anybody that's been to Indy listening, shout out. Um, Brock, how about the Falcons? They got to win. We talked about it earlier, but they got to win. They're one and zero. Thought this they, was like they their first win on a week one game in like five or six years. The first <laughs> time it was their first time being above five hundred since the Super Bowl. I saw. Oh jeez. Yeah. Tough times. Which, <laughs> hey. If you're uh, they had the longest losing streak um, of week one games, which is the most fluke stat I've ever seen because the Colts haven't won a, a season opener since 2013. But since they tied last year, they were saying that now the Falcons own the longest losing streak. Oh, yeah. So kind of a fluke stat because the Colts actually haven't won since 2013 where the Falcons hadn't won since 2017 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So honestly, kind of a live of a stat. The Colts should have the longer losing streak, but technically they didn't lose last year since they tied. It was kind of, Fugay's stat, but yeah, the Falcons. I saw that they are. This is the first time that they are above five hundred since the twenty-eight-three game. It was, it was bad, bad times turns into good times now. 
Hopefully, keep it rolling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got they got the Packers this week, don't they? Yeah, they got the Packers, and I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, too bad the game's in Atlanta, though, isn't it? Mm, yeah, I was gonna say too bad the game's not at Lambeau, or we honestly we'd probably head down there game. I, I would find a way to get get some tickets. You know, maybe maybe they win. Who yeah. knows? It's not Rogers anymore. Yeah, I know, but still. Packers defense is pretty pretty dang good. Ritter is still kind of a question mark to me. Yeah, even I, he had 115 I watch yards, game, 115 yards at a touchdown, but still, they threw the ball 18 times. And if I <laughs> run heavy like usual with with Arthur Smith, hey Bijan looked pretty good though. I saw his touchdown. He had a nasty dead leg on the guy. Yeah, dead leg and bounced off a guy. Tuddy. Yeah, I mean Bijan looks good. All guy didn't look bad either. Um. Drake London obviously didn't have a single catch. You'd like to see that go up. Kyle Pitts didn't really seem like he was utilized much. Yeah, it's like, you know, our, our good guys, the wide receivers, tight ends, they, just, they don't get the ball. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Algaier had like more touches or like close to more touches than Bijan, which once again, obviously, I don't think Tyler's a bad player, but Bijan is a different level of dynamic. Maybe they're just trying to ease him in. Obviously, they don't want to just throw 30 touches at him week one in his first NFL game. I understand that. Yeah. He's a, a tier above Algar, but Algar is a, oh, yeah. I'm, I, he's pretty underrated, I, I would say. He's a, he's a, a solid running back. I mean, shoot, the Colts uh, Colts could use anybody even close to that level right now with JTB. Now, Deion Jackson had 13 carries for 19 yards, and he lost two fumbles this week. I actually don't know if you could have a worse week. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, like, I saw a thing about, like, defensive yards... Um, a, like defensive yards above replacement or something like how many yards like you provided compared to like league average i don't know exactly how the stat is calculated but um dion had negative 66 for the number uh and he was it was like the worst week a running back has had in that categories in, in a season opener uh season opener since like 1981 some random steelers running back or something so a historically bad day for Colts running backs. They had 16 carries for 25 yards overall with two lost fumbles. Um, I think one torn ACL. I think the rookie might have <laughs> toward his ACL, the rookie sixth round, fifth round pick. And then obviously Richardson, not a running back, but had a decent game on the ground. But yeah, Colts running backs look rough. And on the other hand, the Falcons have maybe the most dynamic running back in the league. Potentially. And they won, but they did play a, you know, maybe Carolina team that's, you know, Rebuilding, yeah, maybe destined for a top pick that they don't own because they traded it to the Bears. Yeah, so it is a win, but not going to take it too lightly. Hey, too, too a win is it. a win, though. Mm-hmm. True, I'll take. I, it, also, I guess. <laughs> I think that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you could see Ritter improve a little bit, but the, I mean, they have the weapons, like we mentioned, Drake London, though zero catches. Kyle Pitts only had like three, four targets, I think. So. They have the weapons. Got to find a way to have Ritter get the ball to them. Um, yeah. It's going to be interesting here because if Ritter can play well, in my opinion at least, they have crazy weapons that yeah. could end up being a pretty good offense. They have good weapons, but they're just like run heavy a lot. Yeah. And I don't know. To me, like if I was the Falcons, I'm opening up the offense and just seeing what Ritter can do. I'm not going to be conservative with them because that. That's not a way to find out if a quarterback can be your guys if you just dumb down the offense and make everything really easy on him and don't let him take any risks. The way you can find out if he's the guy is if you open up the offense for him and just see how he fares. Because the Falcons are coming into this year like, let's win a Super Bowl. They're like, let's see if uh, this guy's our quarterback. Let's develop our players and see if we can make a push for the playoffs. 
Yeah, it's like they're playing too safe. Yeah, just unleash him, and if he sucks, he sucks. But there's only I'd rather unleash him and figure out he sucks than just be conservative with him for three years and make it take forever to figure out whether he's the guy or not. Yeah, just for a comparison, Ritter had 18 attempts, and Bryce Young had 38 attempts. Yeah, they let the rookies chuck this week. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, what, that's what they should do. <laughs> yeah, it was weird, though. You normally don't see that, because, like, when I Anthony Richardson ended up with, like, he was, like, 24 for 37, like, 65% completion, and I was like, man, 37 times is a lot for a rookie quarterback to, to throw. Then, mm-hmm. what did you say, Bryce Young threw how many times? Uh, 38, completed 20. Yeah, so he so Richardson threw thirty seven. I Stroud completed like twenty eight passes, so I'm assuming he had to have thrown a lot. And obviously, I didn't get to see as much of uh, random games because I'm I was at a game at noon or at one yeah. o'clock, so I didn't get to see other ones. But yeah, Stroud threw forty four times. Jeez, yeah. So I was like, man, Richardson. They had him throw thirty seven times as his debut. That seems like a lot, and actually, it ended up being the least of those rookies. <laughs> yeah, thirty eight. Yeah, thirty eight for a young and forty four for Stroud. Yeah, I guess. We mostly just want to talk about our two teams, so we can probably wrap it up here. But prediction for this week, you think the Falcons are going to get it done against the Packers this week at home? I hope so, because everyone at work, I swear, is a Packers fan, and I don't like it. And they say Jordan loves the next coming of Jesus Christ, and I don't like it. So, yeah. yeah. Hopefully the Falcons, you know, dismantle them. <laughs> I, I mean, I would feel the same way. Obviously, we are around Packer fans a lot, being in Wisconsin. Um, yeah. We're we're, still, a, we're a rare... We're a rare one here that we're not a Packer fan. It's like, I feel like probably here more than in most home markets, you get a lot of fans of random teams, but it seems like I'd be willing to bet of any like city and state. You find the most of the the home team specific fans here um, in Wisconsin. Yeah. There's not a whole lot else to do around the Green Bay area than love and watch the Packers. Mm-hmm. And they've been so good for our whole life. Yeah. With good quarterbacks, you know, bless. Yeah. I wish and, I wish it felt like good quarterbacks all the time. Yeah, I, you know what? I feel like I'm one of the rare fans that ha, can ex- experience the extremes of both. I feel mm-hmm. like Colts fans can experience. I mean, we experienced the best quarterback in the NFL for a while with Peyton Manning and then experienced another Hall of Fame level player if he had a full career in Andrew Luck. And then we went to six years of absolute chaos and horrible play at the position. So I've experienced both ends. Let me tell you, it's a lot nicer to have a consistent good quarterback. Yep. Um, yeah, Colts have an interesting game this week, though. Who do they play? They play the Texans, so we get to see Stroud versus Richardson. Should be a fun game. Obviously, two probably not great teams. But it's an intriguing game just because you get to see two of the top picks go at it um, and see how that winds up. But it could be an interesting game. I think the Colts are going to get it done because I mean, they had a fourth quarter lead against a, a team that seems like they're headed for the playoffs in the Jags. Yeah. Um, and could have easily closed up the game. The Colts defense looked incredible this week. Buckner obviously scored a touchdown. Uh, Zaire Franklin... Uh, linebacker for the Colts that almost led the NFL in tackles last year had 18 tackles on Sunday. Jeez. That is a ridiculous amount. Darius Leonard or Shaq Leonard, which is probably my favorite part of the game, was back. He played like 90% of the snaps. It was his first pretty much full game back in like over a year and a half. And he played very well. He had a crazy fourth down stop tackle for a loss on fourth and inches um, where he flew up, blew up a screen and made a really nice play. And um, the defense looks great. Obviously, the offense is going to be up and down like they are with a rookie quarterback and um, no running back. So we'll see what happens with the Colts, but I, I think they'll get a win in Houston, but you never know. Um, but it should be a fun game because obviously watching two top picks go at it is always fun. Lots of mistakes are probably going to happen, but it'll be entertaining. Yeah, definitely be fun. See where they at. Let them chuck. Hopefully high scoring yeah. game. I want to see Stroud throw 50. I want to see Richardson throw 50 and just watch them go at it. Because I actually, 
as much as I probably should not like Stroud being he's a, on a division rival of the Colts, I actually really um, Stroud and Richardson were the two quarterbacks I wanted the Colts to draft. One of the two. Um, yep. Anybody that knows me knows that even like well before the Colts even had a top pick, I was like, I really liked Anthony Richardson in college. And I was like, wherever that guy goes, I'm going to, I'm going to cheer for that team. I really liked him. And then he just so happened to go to my favorite team. So that worked out. But uh, I also really like Stroud. So as much as I probably shouldn't be cheering for him secretly, I kind of do hope he's good. Cause also if like Levis ends up good and Stroud and Richardson end up good, obviously Trevor Lawrence is, is very good that the AFC South could all of a sudden go from being horrible to very fun. If all the quarterbacks are good. Oh yeah. That'd be a tough division if they're all quarterbacks are good. I mean, odds tell us three quarterbacks from one class that all got taken relatively early are probably not all going to end up good. And if I had to choose one, I'm obviously going to hope Richardson's the good one. Yeah, <laughs> but should be a fun game. Yep. Um, I got nothing else in NFL unless you want to mention any other things from week one or talk about anything else. Um, Go Lions. Yeah, they're kind of electric, huh? Yeah, love the Lions. Hopefully they just match up the Packers whenever they play them. Who they have this? I think they have the Seahawks this week, so that could be a win. Seahawks look rough this week. Yeah. Other than that, got nothing else really. All right. That's going to do it for this one. If you guys enjoyed, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. Obviously, if you guys enjoy this random little five to 10 minutes or whatever of NFL talk at the end, um, we'll definitely keep doing it. I mean, I enjoy talking about it. I know Brock likes talking about the NFL. It's just random stuff and something we're interested in. Probably wouldn't continue into the COD season just because we'll have so much stuff to talk about in early COD season that it'll make the podcast incredibly long. But in the offseason, we have a lot less stuff to talk about. Kind of add it in. And for those of you that are interested and like the NFL, you can join the conversation down below and talk about it. Um, Talk about your favorite team does. And for those of you that are interested in the NFL, we apologize. Um, Probably a lot of our EU listeners don't care about the NFL, probably don't watch it. But um, that's all right. You can click off the video when when that talk comes up if you you really don't want to hear anything about it. But we appreciate you either way for tuning in. Uh, If you're on the audio platforms, drop a follow on there. Drop a five-star review. That's going to do it for this one. Hopefully we get some more Call of Duty news next week. And in a couple weeks here, we'll be playing the beta and talking about that. So we appreciate you guys for watching and we'll see you in the next one.